Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us here on WYSL. We are live until 1 p.m. today, so give us a call, 585-346-3000. And, of course, shout out down the line to our friends over at WACK out in Newark and WENY, the Patriot down in the Southern Tier. We appreciate you being here as well. And I'm joined by... Mr. Bob Savage. Hello, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Bob, it's been forever. It has. It's been too long. It has. What have you been doing here? You changed the name of the show and everything. I, I don't know what to do. I know. Back at, you, you haven't been on since it was Radio Free New York way no, back in the day. Way back, yeah. <laughs> in Old English type. Exactly. Ancient times. But having you here again, I want to have you on more often because, you know, I, I think you know things sometimes. <laughs> I, I feel like... I feel like I, I miss your wisdom on the show. Oh, and, and it anchors what a nice me thing to, to say. Yes, I, I, it's Christmas time. Well, it's Festivus also. Festivus, feats of yes. skill. Yep. Yeah. So, so you know, I do have plenty of grievances to air, Good. but not at you today. I'm not. I'm not going to air them at you. This. The, the, I'm going to give you the Christmas good stuff, the, the flattery. But, uh. but for Congress, it's it's airing a grievance this time. Oh my gosh. It's, which, 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 of course, Rand Paul does every year. He always has a nice, great Twitter thread airing of grievances. I'll share that on, on the online thread. Um, but there's plenty of grievances to air today as Americans are looking at what on earth Congress is doing with the COVID release and uh, 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 relief bill and the omnibus bill. Mm-hmm. Which, if you all haven't read the whole thing, well, neither is Congress. No. Because— 5,000 pages. I mean, you know, uh, I, I, somebody did a study on this, and it would take somebody to really analyze the technical language in this thing and all the legalities. It would take them a month to read it. Yeah. And not, not just 5,000. 5,593 pages. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not skimp on all the pages that Congress is definitely not reading. And, of course, they were given all of— what, six, seven hours to read this thing before they voted? Even though there's supposed to be a rule where they get 72 hours to look at this, Democrats and a handful of Republicans, too, joined in to say they were going to suspend the rules and vote on this right away because after eight months of doing absolutely nothing, it is suddenly urgent to pass this 5,593-page bill written by congressional leaders in secret with who knows what's in it. Well, we're still finding out. We're still finding new things in it. Again, there, there are two separate bills, too. There's a COVID relief bill, and then there's kind of a general spending bill. Mm-hmm. All these are kind of wrapped in the one. I'm just looking it up here. $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia. $134 million to Burma. Find Burma on a map out there, folks. $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military. Trump says uh, the Egyptian military will go out and buy most likely exclusively Rus- Russian military equipment. 
$25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan. Oh, good. Yeah, that's great. That's... Uh, Pakistanis generally are confused about gender. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that, Kevin. Uh, the the Because uh, I think a lot of Pakistanis wear their pants backwards, so they're not quite sure what they've got down there. $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. All worthy causes, and I'm sure that now that they're flush with American money, that everything will be fixed there now. It's going to be great. We have solved the world's problems. Thank goodness. It's all fixed now. Yep. Merry Christmas to everyone except for Americans who, again, we've paid roughly $3,000 each to pay for this bill. And now government's sending us $600 back. Well, some of us $600 back. That's expecting a, us to be great. That's a great deal. Who out there would not trade three thousand bucks for six hundred? I mean, come on. You know, if you know, I, I don't. I am so baffled by anyone who I, I don't actually know anyone who is like, yes, this was this was a good idea. This is a great deal. Thank goodness we have six hundred dollars back. Like, what does that? What does it even cover? Does it even cover your taxes? Anyone's taxes? For a year, because in, in not just federal taxes, you know, just can you can you pay your 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 rent on that? Can you pay? Do you pay more than that in sales taxes? Uh, a year? If that covers do you your pay- rent, I don't want to come to your house because I don't want to get the fleas. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. six hundred bucks a month. Oh, maybe you can rent a room for that. Yeah, even in Rochester, it's relatively cheap in Rochester. But you, you could barely like I the 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 lowest rent I've ever seen is someone who's renting a single room in a house. And it was like five hundred dollars. Yeah, and that was like eight years ago. So it's probably not even a thing anymore. But I mean, this—the name of this this stupid bill is the COVID relief bill, and ninety nine point nine nine four percent of it has nothing to do with COVID. They want to spend in this in this legislation. I mean, I understand what Trump is saying, and we'll get to what his response is yeah. here down the road. But they want to spend a billion dollars on museums and galleries in the Washington D.C. Capitol. A billion dollars for museums and galleries that aren't even open? Yeah, right now. Like, why? Uh, of of all things, like, I, I, I'd probably be against a lot of that anyway. But of all things, right now, they're going to spend that money on that? That's an insult to us. Again, they're taking our money and just giving us a, a little pinch back and expecting us to be grateful for that. Well, that's kind of the way that they do it. It is the way they do it. But, you know, and, and again, we, we talk about that on this show. All the time. We're always talking about that. But I think it's becoming more obvious to more Americans that this is what's happening, is that government takes a bunch of your money, they break your legs, and then you're supposed to be grateful that they give you crutches. Thank goodness the government's here to help. Thank you. Yeah. You've saved. And, and plenty of members of Congress have been you know, critical of the whole process to begin with, too. Even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, one, one of the, the squad. She pointed out, you know, this is the second biggest bill in U.S. history, $2.5 trillion. And they didn't get to see it until 1 p.m. They're expected to vote on it that same evening. Now, of course, she voted for it anyway. Um, so I get only half credit for her. Uh, members like Congressman Amas, Thomas Massey, and a few other principled members of Congress did not vote for it. Yep. Uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Rand Paul. Uh, Mike Lee. Uh, Yeah, I think there were six members of the Senate who didn't vote for it. So 
even most most of the Republicans also voted for this bill too. This isn't this isn't just I've seen a few people say like look what the leftist Democrats did. I'm like no no, yeah. no this this ain't just them. Ninety two to six in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a both party problem. Again, everything happened in secret. You know when when all the newspaper headlines said Congress has made a deal. No 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 Congress didn't make a deal. Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell made a deal. That's that's what happened. This wasn't a process that took place, you know, through parliamentary procedure using Robert's rules, adding amendments, doing all none of that happened. The whole congressional project process that you think is supposed to happen didn't actually take place. And and only a few members of Congress are calling that out too. Again, we don't have a functional legislative branch right now. We we again we have a small group of people who are controlling the entire thing. And you can't possibly know what's in this. We're still we, we we've named off a few of the ridiculous things. We're still going to find out their stuff. They they they've thrown clauses for uh you know making it a a federal crime now to stream um content illegally. So that's a thing that got thrown in there. Surprise, that's that's a new part of the law now. There's uh you know more ridiculous studies out there. Rand, Rand Paul did a good job pointing out a few of them, you know, there's oh, let me see if I can find his list of them cuz there there's always so many oh, here's not 37.5 million dollars to uh help deal with truant Filipino youth. So cool. Thanks. There's something in there about reef so, fish too. I'm not quite sure what a reef reef fish, reef fish is, but um, yeah. Oh, $1.5 million for walking lizards on a treadmill. But I, what? I don't know what they're trying to find with those lizards on a treadmill. Um, maybe we're, we, we have too many obese li- lizards and, uh, well, it's time I think to that's do true. But why should it? the American public have to pay for those fat lizards? <laughs> that's and, right. And, and my fear is that a lot of them will run for office and get elected. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, and who would be surprised? No, it, the private, the free market needs to deal with the the obese lizards and uh, you, the, the lizard owners. Y- y'all need to take some responsibility. This is not the U.S. taxpayer's job to exercise your lizards. You know that's I, that's a firm stance. I feel comfortable taking. Mm, yes, I'll join with that. All right, excellent. All right, thanks again, folks, for joining us on a free solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Free Solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Bob Savage. Hello all and Merry Christmas to you. Yes, Merry Christmas. And if you want to join this conversation, if if we're missing out on one of the ridiculous things that is in this either COVID relief package or the uh, the whole package of budget legislation that got passed by both the House and Senate recently. It has not yet been signed by the president. No, he's, because, he's saying he's going to veto it. Well, he he didn't say the word veto, but it's kind of he kind of implied it. And and apparently he, it hasn't actually reached the president's desk yet because it's taking 
so long to to put together the final version of the bill because you need to like correct for spelling errors and all that stuff and and any other changes that the the bill had in conference that they they haven't gotten it to him yet and so once he does get that he can either choose to veto kick it back to congress uh and if he does that before the 28th congress can either try to override it or send an amended version of the bill back to the white house and on and why i say the 28th is because that's supposed to be the last day that congress is supposed to be in session uh in this calendar year before the the new congress uh comes in next year i'm just thankful that they're only spending twenty five thousand dollars uh teaching english to rural unemployed romanians uh let's see five years of monitoring elections in zimbabwe that was ten million dollars why couldn't we have like one month of monitoring elections in Wisconsin. You know, they are sending a bunch of money to Georgia for monitoring elections, just not the Georgia in the U.S. Yeah. The, the other Georgia. <laughs> the other Georgia. Uh, so see, they tested if a hot, Georgia's getting it. Can hot tubbing lower stress? $2 million study there. I mean, I feel like you could just gather some anecdotal evidence for that, you know. Yeah, maybe. If they sent me a hot tub instead of $600, Maybe I would be less stressed. I don't know. I I, I know I, I might take that. Oh, say they spent four million dollars, four and a half million dollars spraying alcoholic rats with bobcat urine. Oh, did, did it work? What are they trying to see? Well, weren't at that cheesy budgetary level. You weren't expecting them to get actual answers, were you? They, they didn't get any answers. What do they he expect sp- drunk rats to do? <laughs> sprayed alcoholic rats with bobcat urine. I I don't some <laughs> I don't know what they're supposed to accomplish with some of these. It, it's <laughs> supposed to be accomplished with any of this stuff. And this is supposed guys, to be the COVID relief bill. Guys, if any of you are involved with the alcoholic rat study, please give our station a call, 585-346-3000. Explain to us why I should be paying for this. Like, did it? What what goal did we accomplish for science and the American people by spraying alcohol rats with bobcat urine? Maybe maybe it is is essential. Maybe, maybe I'm just ignorant here. Maybe you know I, I don't know. Four and that, a half million bucks. That's a lot of bobcat urine. It is. I mean, you, you gotta. The bobcats aren't happy about collecting it. I I have to assume. So it just it takes a lot of people to wrangle them. I'm, I'm just. I'm just assuming here. And, and what are they? What are they feeding the alcoholic rats? Like Courvoisier, a, a Remy Martin cognac, or something? I mean, just give them some generic beer, man. Yeah, only the best. The the, dra- the rats, they have a good sense of taste, apparently. Yeah. That's that. We can't we can't skimp on the rats. Otherwise, the study's compromised. Uh, and you know, if you, you feed them that swill, they're just just going to turn their noses up at it. I'd assume. I mean, that's that's really the only explanation I can come up with. Um, there's also 1.327 million to see if you'll eat ground-up bugs. Bob, will you eat ground-up bugs? Uh, I haven't seen the study yet, so I can't answer the question. Uh, let's see what else. we got some other goodies in here, too. Uh, hmm. Repurposed COVID response funds for unrelated acquisitions. A billion dollars? Oh, yeah, because this is the military. A billion dollars. Repurposed COVID, COVID response funds. Ay, ay, ay. All right. 
So I, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be put to great use. I mean, we could go. The thing is, you know, Kevin and I could go on and on and on. This is giant. Uh, this, this, this is the uh, the Festivus report on fraud and waste that comes from Rand Paul, and it totals uh, what is it, fifty four billion total, absolutely abjectly total waste. That none of this stuff can could even you couldn't begin to justify any of it. Yeah, this is just the most ridiculous stuff. This is the stuff that, like, you can look at the surface level and be like, "Why? who on earth approved this? Who said yes to all of this nonsense? And and that's not even, like, digging into, like, all the other waste that looks like it could be something useful in there. And there are hundreds of billions of dollars, I'm sure, in all that stuff as well. And, again, that's... That's just the, the the regular budget. That's all that stuff. You know, we got the the COVID relief bill, which is, you know, sending six hundred dollars to every American. There, there's the PPP program. There's subsidies for any politically connected business as well. You know, like the the criticism I the big criticism I had for last time. I was like, okay, fine. You know, like we can. I, I get the desire to send relief to Americans who are now out of work because of government actions. Like, I, I can get that. I can grok that. But what I don't like is, again, how sloppy it was, how it was sent to a lot of people who don't need it. You know, I like, frankly, like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cash that check. But, like, I don't need it. Like, I'm fine. I'm still working. Like, why is it getting sent to me? And to all the businesses who also don't need it or who are suffering in part, not because of government shutdowns, just because, you know, they, they want the bailout. And I, I, I did a whole, like, half episode on the airline industry about that. There's so much ridiculous stuff going on in here. Like, we, we had months, eight, nine months to figure this out, figure out how to do it better than last time. So I, I didn't want to give them, the, like, a pass last time on, like, oh, well, like, we need to get something done quick. I mean, I didn't give them a pass on that. But we had months to figure this out, months to figure out how to do things better. And yet we're still getting just tiny amount of direct relief from Americans. The PPP stuff, which was a mess last time, is probably going to be a mess this time too. Keep businesses open. Oh, they've already old... they've already rolled out another PPP program. We got notified yesterday that uh, Senator yep. Schumer has uh, ha- has has pushed through a provision in the new PPP second draw. That's what it's being called, the second drawdown of funds for PPP loans uh, that's going to be aimed at broadcast stations. So we'll be, you know, as long as I can make the case that we made less in 2020 during a certain calendar quarter uh, than I did in 2019, we can go for money that hopefully will have to be repaid. Oh, uh, uh, will not have to be repaid. By the way, there was some concern about the PPP funds being taxable income. And I guess the new COVID CARES Act has taken care of that. So, you know, you yeah. have to pay tax on that. Yeah, so at least they did that because that would have been ridiculous, right, to, to tax that money as income. The IRS wanted to do that, by the way, because, well, you know, it's the IRS. Yeah, the IRS too. promulgated a rule saying, yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's taxable income. And, and Congress apparently has taken it away from them. Nope, just uh, whatever the, the – to grab more of that money back and, and not send it back to you. Again, I, I don't even necessarily have a problem with the concept of that, of the PPP. Like, I, I kind of get it. Some of it's a bit silly, but, like, I get it. You know, it's, it's just why when you have this much time to come up with stuff, 
why not think of ways to do it better to to get to people and the companies who actually need it like we don't we didn't need to do it this way again congress had the ability to talk about this stuff for a while and nothing happened the the normal rank and file members weren't even able to participate in this process at all they could have drawn on all the knowledge and needs of everyone in congress and i'm being a bit generous here with uh congress but they could have hashed it out they chose not to the leadership chose not to and the members republicans democrats chose to go along with this absolutely corrupt process Okay, here's a, a novel concept. How about we put people back to work and we stop these these widespread indiscriminate uh, lockdowns? How about we let businesses start getting back to business and let the you know the 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 rampant economy, which is bubbling under this iron blanket of of uh, COVID lockdowns, let let that be free, unless there's a compelling reasons, a real compelling reason on a local basis to lock things down. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and in fact, you know, we, we talked about this last week. Governor Cuomo's own data suggests that people aren't getting sick from going to work. They're not getting sick from businesses, from gyms or salons or even schools. Very few people are getting sick from these places. They're getting sick from house parties, basically. That was that was the only thing that they could find. Well, they're, 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 back to work? yeah, they're getting they're getting sick because the COVID, the COVID virus is doing what viruses do. It propagates right through the population. You, you can't hide from it. Yeah, exactly. But we can get back to work. We can have the economy moving again and we can figure out ways to keep vulnerable populations safe. Same thing we've been saying for eight months. All right. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We'll be back in just a few minutes to keep talking about this COVID stimulus if you want to participate in the conversation, give us a call, 585-346-3000. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Bob Savage. Hello, hello. All right, and of course, again, you want to tell us any of the ridiculous stuff that we've missed in either the COVID relief bill or the uh, big budget bill that has also passed, give us a call, 585-346-3000. Again, shout out down the line to all the folks listening at WACK as well, out in Newark and WENY, the Patriot down in the Southern Tier. And, of course, our friends online, too. Friends listening on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, any of those places. Thanks for being here today. Uh, and, you know, I, I mistakenly called the COVID bill a COVID stimulus bill. It's, a, it's not a stimulus bill. People keep calling it a stimulus bill, and, and I've done it on accident, too. It's not a stimulus bill because the, the issue isn't, you know, we need money to stimulate the economy. The issue is that everything is shut down so businesses can't open to operate like if you get the extra money there's not really stuff to go and buy with it there's not extra stuff to stimulate the economy with it that's not the issue here it's a <laughs> it's a different side of the problem it's a supply problem in many cases but bob you're absolutely right you know the the solution to this is to, to open stuff up that's the big solution yeah uh make the i, I don't think honestly 
that there's much hope in the near term for us to pare back government waste. So the only solution is to try to get the, the revenue flowing back into the coffers, hopefully at a faster rate than they can spend it. Although that's, you know, like increasingly a, a bigger challenge. Yeah, that's probably impossible. When you've got, uh, when you've got people who seriously propose that they should spend money on things like uh, building up Tunisia's political system and the Pakistani film industry, funding research that involves hooking zebrafish on nicotine, uh, you know, I mean, all this stuff, it, it's like a bunch of college kids all sat around the dorm and came up with ridiculous ideas to waste money on, except it's real. Yeah, if we want to get zebrafish hooked on nicotine, the, the tobacco industry is going to have to do that on their own dime. Again, you guys can do that yourself. That's it. What it boils down to is there is a, there is a, a lobbyist class among the elites in Washington, D.C., and in order to get anything done in Washington, D.C., they have to be satiated. They have to be you know, basically bought off. And this is the price that we pay for politicians. Yeah. No, I I don't like that. Again, everything's broken. And there there are a few things in here I, I don't totally mind. Like if if we're doing a COVID relief bill, it makes sense at least from a logical government perspective to help out states to get like PPE and and purchase pools of vaccines. Like I at least get how that is related to what the government says it's doing. I understand that. And they have some, you know, critical feedback on, on some of that process too and think that there's a lot of way markets can can be a part of that process. But at least that I can connect with what they say they're trying to accomplish. The rest of this stuff though, no, absolutely not. But you know, we got again more stuff thrown in there. It's actually uh they they're giving a ton of money for uh education and th- the part I don't like about that is, again, why are schools shut down? Well, they're shut down because despite evidence suggesting that most children should be able to attend school safely, many districts are continuing to shut down, including the area where I live in Rochester. And, in fact, another thing snuck into this is they're making it harder for charter schools to be able to you know, uh, open up and participate as well. They, they put – new things in there and i'm gonna have to dig more into that because i've just seen like a few clips of that and what the the long-term implications of this is going to be but the teachers unions man managed to sneak that in in addition to lobbying for additional education funds for schools that are oftentimes closed they've managed to make it harder for people to exercise greater choices in trying to escape the public school system that might not be serving students and children all that well yeah it's uh it's a concerted effort to try to avoid accountability for what's happening in public schools and the national teachers unions have a massive uh wish list of liberal whack job causes that they want to push and so basically they're they're holding the students hostage you don't get to go back to class until we get our demands met uh and i think that's evil yeah, and again, not connected to science. Like they, they, there have been studies done on this, and I'll, I'll see if I can post a link in the comments. I'll probably have to wait for after the show to get this, but the connection between schools being shut down isn't the the case positivity rate or or hospital hospitalization rate uh, in in any particular district or area. It's how strong the teachers union is, because teachers union, 
again, they a lot of them say like, well, they'll make the argument that in order to be safe, they need to shut schools down. They want to get their full pay. They want to stay at home. Again, that isn't necessarily in the best interest of the children and families being served by those districts, though. It's in the best interest of the teachers, arguably, but not in the best interest of the people who are supposed to be served by the system. I think we often forget who that's supposed to be. It's children and families. That's the whole point. But no, we, we haven't got to this yet, but uh, Donald Trump, you know, you, you kind of mentioned this. He said he's going to veto it. He, he didn't really say veto yet, but he did uh, point out correctly a bunch of criticisms of this bill. He pointed out many of the things that you pointed out about the, the money being sent to, to Egypt, to Cambodia, the Burma, uh, pointed out that the, the Egyptians would probably go out and buy Russian military equipment, so making sure that Russia gets a little bit of that money too. But that wasn't Trump. That wasn't Trump. People like to say Trump's in the, the pocket of Russia or whatever. Nope. Th- th- that was Congress. They've done that. Um, and what he's calling for is uh, that stimulus check being sent out to Americans to go from $600 a person to $2,000 a person. Um, so unfortunately, the compromise that's being made is to spend more money. Uh, do, do you agree with this, Bob? Yeah, the alarming thing about that is that uh, Nancy Pelosi immediately endorsed it. She said, let's do it! Uh, yeah. So the squad, too, they're like... Anytime Nancy Pelosi agrees with you, you, you know that you're headed down the wrong path. Yeah, no, Nancy Pelosi um, and and some of the, the far-left Democrats in Congress were like, great, this is what we want to do all along. Tell the Republicans to go along with it. That that was their argument. They're like, awesome. So, so the compromise we may end up getting, uh, if this ends up, you know, getting changed, is that we're going to spend more money. You know, that's that's another several billion dollars. Well, yeah, I if, believe. Wasn't uh, wasn't the price tag for, for uh, Trump's package $1.8 trillion? Yeah, so uh, the let's see, if we up it from, it's, it's going to be an additional fifty billion dollars if they make it a two thousand dollars stimulus, extra fifty billion. I mean, again, fifty billion here and there doesn't even matter at this point, right, Bob? Well, yeah, I mean that's that's where this whole thing is headed. I mean, the uh, uh, the national debt is is like so stratospheric that nobody can even conceptualize it much less ever hope to pay it back so paying it back what we're embracing basically what we're seeing here is this is part of a one worlder thing where we're headed towards uh modern economic theory uh it's it's like uh, the laffler uh formula on crack where every country in the world just prints whatever money they need the the currencies in the world are completely you know untethered from any supporting value system yeah there's just it's not connected to anything it doesn't matter you know the dollar has value as long as we all pretend it has value right right that's that's where we're at in other words, it's, it's pre- the, remember what happened in cyprus uh, a few years back when people went to the atms and they found out that the government had just stolen all their money and that the, yeah. all, all, the the maximum that they could get out of the ATM was thirty bucks or something. Uh, you just expand that on a global scale, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we. I don't even know. Maybe we are past the point of no return on some of this stuff. But I would I would like to think that there is someone out there besides like Justin Mash, Thomas Massey, and Rand Paul who still care about financial responsibility and a handful of other. Mostly Republicans and Libertarians at this point. I, I never, 
I don't think I ever see Democrats talk about fiscal responsibility. It's just not a thing to them. Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about this uh, right after the break. Again, if you have anything else, give us a call, 585-346-3000. 585-346-3000. This is a free solution. Be back soon. Free solution. Welcome back to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today, joined by Bob Savage. Happy holidays, everyone. Yes, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. In a couple days, finally going to be Christmas time, and then soon 2020 will be over, and we will have, I'm sure, another wonderfully ridiculous year in 2021. Looking forward to it. And this bill sets us up for that. Yeah, it, it, this, the Georgia senatorial races, there's a lot of things looming on the horizon that we're just, you know, we're, wait for those shoes to drop. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure that's going to be a wild race as well, seeing what's happening, seeing how people are reacting. Because there's still a few people saying like, oh, they're, they're so mad about Trump in Georgia that they're saying don't participate in that race, that there's a few folks saying that. I, I don't know how big that actually is or how much it will actually impact people. But, like, to me, like, I, I don't feel like I have a I – mean, I'm not from – not living in Georgia. And what we do have, you know, other folks on the station who are from there, and we've had them on the show before who care much more about this. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced that sending more Republicans to the Senate is going to make a huge difference here. But it sounds like we've got a call on the line. Uh, John. You with us? Hey, hey, Kevin. Hey, Bob. Merry Christmas. Hey, John. Uh, Christmas. I see the Bills uh, left a, a really nice present at your place. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Super Bowl. I can feel it. I can feel it in That's my bones right. right now. They got the momentum going. It feels like uh, 1990 when they started out a little slow and then they hit hit a high high note. Well, Josh Josh Allen has really has really come into his own. He's certainly the most promising quarterback in the lead. You know, it's funny when uh, he, he was drafted. There was uh, you had Sam Darnold, you had Lamar Jackson, good, good, great college quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, especially. But uh, you know, one of, one of the things that made a difference. Two things made a difference. I think why the Pagulas took him. Number one, he's a conservative. And a Pagula, Yay! Uh, <laughs> and num- number two, he's he's his Wonderlick test, which which is the uh, NFL IQ test, was. Uh, significantly higher than any other competition, including Darnold and Lamar Jackson. I think they saw the intelligence in the kid, his attitude, and uh, he was a hard worker, and he was a, like kind of, a, kind of a blank slate. He was very yeah. teachable and very intelligent, so I think that's why they drafted him. Anyway, it's not sports talk. What yes. did you call in about? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about, you guys are talking about the, uh, the deficit and Trump and whatever <clears throat> in Congress. And I'll tell you, I don't know why the Democrats are so surprised. Trump, I told my Democratic friends when Trump got elected and my leftist friends when he got elected that they should be happy because Trump is a liberal. That's the nature of Donald, Donald J. Trump. He's been a liberal all his life, the old traditional liberal, and he would be a pretty big spender. Yeah, well, and he it, has been. Yeah, he so he certainly has been. But uh, the the political left would not be comfortable with traditional liberalism. Obviously, well, it, it, 
you hit it on the head, Bob. Most of the most of the uh, Democrats today is definitely the AOCs, and I'll call her Cortez. I won't even, I won't give her the uh, time of day on AOC. It's Cortez to me, but but uh, that part of the party, including Schumer and Pelosi, they're not liberals. They're leftists. You, the three of us, are liberals. We Classic liberals, yeah. Yeah, we're we're the old fashioned liberals, and uh, that's what really ticks me off when they liberal versus leftist. They're leftists. That's well, what's I, I, this country. I think that the I think that moniker has been pretty much abandoned. I think the term Kevin will correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think it's I think the term is now progressive. Yeah, now they're like progressive. And, <laughs> and you and I know that uh, it should be regressive because that's what it is. Well, it's progressive, so, much in the same way that rust eats your car. Or that uh, you know you get fat as you get older, uh, or uh, that uh, if you allow one cockroach in your home, you're going to have thousands of cockroaches in your home. So that's what progressive means. Yeah, when I see progressive, I think of regressive, and I think of leftist. Uh, one thing I was going to mention: uh, uh, I heard Cuomo today. He, he might consider 6,700 uh, fans at the playoff game. 67? What? Yeah. I, I just saw that. That came out at noon. Yeah, 6,700 fans. But if you if you are one of the chosen ones, you have to get tested before the game, and you've got to uh, give all the information in regards to the contact tracers. I'll tell you, it's unbelievable that uh, in order to get – Sixty-seven hundred. That represents basically ten percent. I was gonna say, doesn't, doesn't Bill Stadium seat sixty-five thousand? It's it's seventy-two. Oh, okay. But but uh, what a, I'll tell you, he is a real dictator. He's unbelievably bad. And, and the other thing I wanted to mention to you guys, Ron DeSantis in Florida. From what I can see, I, I've got a lot of friends down there. I know you guys do too. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis, and I hear from them on a weekly basis. Ron DeSantis is doing one heck of a job. That's the model that uh, Fredo should be using is the, the uh, DeSantis model. And I, I did a uh, little bit of research, uh, two, I think 10 days ago, uh, regarding uh, deaths per, per thousand due to COVID. And New York State's at 1,800 per, per million. Uh, Florida and Texas are at like uh, eight to 900. So New York State... Right now, under Governor Fredo, we have uh, a death rate that's 100 to um, 125% more than Texas and Florida. What governor would you want? Well, I don't want this one. Exactly. No. I, I, I want, and last I had checked, it was about equal. But even if it's about equal. I checked. Uh, yeah. Kevin, I checked. You, you might check more recently ten, than me. Ten days ago. And it's, yeah. it's, it's that. It's, eight, it's uh, 100 to 125% higher death rate. Per million in New York than it is in Florida and Texas. Yeah, and well, by the way, I was going to say, even if it is equal, though, you know, that's still saying that like the lockdowns aren't making a significant difference in New York compared to Florida, where they are much less exactly. restrictive. Exactly. Actually, the most recent data uh, study that uh, I I just saw, geez, just before I went on the air here, is that lockdowns actually increase the mortality rate. Yes, I discovered that, and I I believe it. And even Cuomo had said that, remember, going back three or four months ago, he was shocked that uh, people staying in the homes, locked down, were more susceptible to COVID than the people that didn't. He was shocked over that, those results. 
what you know, they I did just look it up. John, you were right. It is much higher in New York than Florida. Death rate per 100,000 is 188 in New York and is 96 currently. In and Sweden, Sweden is a little under 800 per 1 million, which is, uh, you know, very similar to uh, Florida or, or Texas. So uh, that's the reason I did, this, did a little research, because people were saying, well, F- Sweden's out of control, and that's what they get for not locking down. Well, it's, the, the results are in the uh, statistics. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you got anything else for us, John? We've got a little bit of time left. Well, I, I got that off my chest. I'll say that. I appreciate And I'll appreci- tell, well, other, one, one more comment. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm not, you know, the more I, I've seen this uh, fraudulent election, the irregularities, whatever you want to call it, the more I observe what happened over the last four years to Donald J. Trump and the injustice of it all. I'm not even, I'm not that ticked off at the Democrats. I'm ticked off at the media. If the media did their job, uh, the Democrats couldn't get away with this. That's, that's the real culprit here is the media. And, and you guys know the uh, study that was done by Harvard University about a year and a half ago that concluded that coverage of Trump was 92% negative. That represented 100% more than what Obama was. And that, to me, is the reason our, our – uh, we're in the situation we are in today. It's well, there's the no media. question. There's no question that yeah. the media is uh, is the the PR arm of the Democrat Party, which is to say the global left. But thanks, Merry Christmas to you and Judy, John. Thanks for calling. And appreciate Merry it. Christmas to you, Bob. All right, yes. take care. Thanks for calling, John. Go Bills. <laughs> and, and and folks at home who can't see me, I am wearing my Bills hat today, as usual. Mostly wearing that. Super excited about the Bills and. You know, I, I doubt that I'm going to be one of the lucky few to go and attend the playoff games in person, but I, I am excited about it nonetheless. So you got to do contact uh, tracing. Uh, you have to have a test, and you have to promise to make a $2,500 donation to the uh, Cuomo re-election campaign. A small price to pay, but yeah. uh, <laughs> boy, where do I sign and, up? And, and no jumping through tables. I'm sure they're they're going to restrict all the pregame stuff, so I can't even tailgate. But. All right. Well, we'll see how all that goes. And thanks again for joining us here on radio. Oh no, on a free solution. Oh, oh, I'm gonna. I almost said the old one. <laughs> all right. But thanks again for joining us on a free solution. Uh, I'm gonna be off Friday. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful holiday. <laughs>